Welcome to Podcast Valley Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Chris Paco. And I'm the other one, Jeff Cameron. And we are here for all the Monkees fans. We're going to be breaking down every episode, starting at number one, going all the way to number 58, which is kind of crazy for a two-year show to have 58 episodes. That is true. And be putting out records. It's definitely not a British show. No, yeah. Not a limited series. Now that could probably go for like eight seasons. You could do 58 episodes, do eight seasons. It's kind of true. And it's like... Just as amazing. It's kind of true. The whole the whole production stretch was about the length of one Rick and Morty off season. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, and like uh, when you think about it too, like that yeah, they were making records at the same time, mm. and eventually like, going on tour at uh, the same time. So like, no wonder that they all got kind of burnt <laughs> out after two seasons. <laughs> like I don't, I've had enough of this. <laughs> and in addition to going through the episodes, we'll talk about our experiences with and about the monkeys. And perhaps even do a surprise countdown where we talk about the monkey's music itself. Yes. We'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll get to it, yes. <laughs> Definitely. And yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about yeah different like personal memories we have connected to these episodes or a song or something like that. And then hopefully, if you're into it, tweet at us or Facebook us or whatever we have set up. <laughs> we'll figure that out. <laughs> not MySpace, probably. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> We'll have a couple of BBS boards. Maybe. So we'll start with episode number one, Royal Flush. Mm. And it clearly, obviously, wasn't the uh, first one they made. No, yeah, it definitely wasn't the first one made. You can almost see, as you were saying, like the lengths of hair yeah. get shorter. <laughs> <laughs> and um, maybe it's because like once they had, like, did they have the whole season in the can by the time they went to air? I don't think so. They probably did like half a season, mm-hmm. and then when it was a hit, got picked up for the rest of the season. Yeah, but the, as far as choosing this one as the first episode, it's like it's a funny one, and they they do like silly stuff, but they don't do much of the band stuff. No, at all. No, and I've said before, you would have no idea this was a show about a band if you just watched <laughs> the opening. It seems like a spy show, an English Definitely. spy show with a little And then guy. the theme song comes on, hey, hey, we're a band, in case you didn't know. Yeah. And then, they, then Mike says, hey, we need a gig or else we're going to starve. And then they never mention <laughs> exactly. or act like a band again. And they don't get a gig. And yeah. that's that. See, uh, Jumping ahead maybe a little bit here, but I definitely thought they were going to be playing at like the uh, inauguration mm-hmm. ball or whatever. That I thought that's how sense. they were getting in. So we'll start with the first episode, Royal Flush, which came out on September 12th, 1966. I'm going to assume there was some hype coming leading up to this, right? Like, did the record come out before? Yes. I think by this time, uh, Clarksville was number, like in the top 10. Oh, fuck, we should check it out. But um, yeah. but yeah the, the, yeah, the single came first and it was a hit. And it was sort of um, seen as kind of a victory for the music end of things that the, the record had come out and was a hit without the support of the TV show right at the start. The record itself, I think, came out in October and the show came out in September. But they had the so singles like, out. Yeah, that's the um, yeah, Last Train to Clarksville and Take a Giant Step was the B-side. And that came out like a month before the show. Okay, so people knew what was coming yes. with the monkeys, at least. Yes. Because, yeah, like when it starts off, 
Davy sees a princess drowning, <laughs> and uh, some guys trying to, to are they trying to shoot her. I think is what's happening, and then uh, Davy no, gets in the way. They uh, they got the telescope. They're watching her because they were they had sabotaged the flotation device. That, she was oh, using. that, that yes. was it. Yes, yes. And so yeah, it pops. She screams, and David runs out there and saves her. Of course. Are you all right? I'm fine now, thank you. I don't swim very well, but I was sure that the raft... You ought to get your money back on that raft. Oh, I can't. It was a present from my Uncle Otto. And then her uncle and the stooge guy, Igor, they come down, and then they kind of talk. They... they... Henchman is Sigmund in this episode. Oh, is it? I thought they said it was Sigmund, and it turns out to be Igor. (laughs) Really? Because when Davy's like... When Mickey's reading the paper. Oh, oh, that's right. And he's like, oh, it's Sigmund. He's like, oh, this one's Igor. Wrong princess. Hey, Davy, you talking about a chick? Her name's Bettina. She's a princess. That's right. And she's here with her uncle, the Archduke. Otto. Yeah, Otto. Yeah, and a, uh, a bodyguard. Yeah, Sigmund. Ah, uh, nah. That one's Igor. Must be a different princess. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Mickey's just being Mickey about it. Oh, and his name is perhaps. Sigmund. Either way, we'll go with Sigmund from here on out. And so, yeah, and, and so then they, they take her away, and Davy gives her his jacket because she's all cold because <laughs> she's almost killed by this flotation yes. device exploding. And so, and so technically, the, the jacket is like the MacGuffin of the episode. He has to reobtain his jacket. Hey, my jacket. That's yeah. the primary motivation. That's the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. The, word, we, the words, that's my, she's got my jacket, is the catchphrase of the episode. She's got my jacket. I think it was a, a drinking game in Frosh Week 66. <laughs> <laughs> when people uh, taped it on their uh, Super 8. <laughs> <laughs> so then they take her away with his jacket. Intro comes. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, the original intro. Mm-hmm. With uh, I, I, I think I prefer the second I think Season I intro. agree. I think it's neat that they're singing the song at the end. Yeah. In this first intro. Yeah. And uh, one thing I noticed right away, and I think it was possibly kind of a monkey's innovation, was during these first episodes, it's a different length of time for the cold open. Like once it's like two minutes, once it's a minute and a half, and one time it's like three minutes. And I think maybe they were able to play with that a bit more so than a more traditionally structured I Love Lucy type show. True, yeah. I think they kind of played with that a bit because there was no set cold open length. Maybe the the cold open concept itself? I don't know. I did not watch. I have not watched much television from the 50s and 60s. (laughs) I'll do it up. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it is different how it has like a different kind of feel to it. And it's like they're adding different clips in as Mm -hmm. the the season goes along, Mm. which is... Yeah, which doesn't happen very often. So then anyway, it it's finished. Come back to the monkey's pad where uh, Mike is complaining they haven't had a gig in a month. Do you know we haven't worked in a month? Mm-hmm. And uh, Peter says, Gee, it seems more like four weeks. Classic Peter. Uh, and, and then Davey tells about the princess. Nikki reads about her in the paper. Mm-hmm. And, and almost within that, that opening scene, you get the four of them, which they had to do. But it was really... That's true. gets pushed home, I think. They, they got each have their part in the band. Yeah, and in just their foursome. You know Peter's mm. Peter. He's the dummy. <laughs> they don't say it yet. They waited yeah, a few episodes, a few episodes. before they, they call him the bust dummy. out the D word. Yeah, and then Mike's like the leader. He's worried about the band. 
Davy's met a princess <laughs> that he gave his jacket to. She's got my jacket. And Mickey's just being funny and weird. Yeah. Classic Mickey. Yeah. The only thing about classic Mickey I had not noticed was uh, if someone's working some sort of device or a gadget, it's usually Mickey. He's like the Donatello of the group, even though he's kind of the wacko. He's also kind of the gadget guy. Yeah, I was uh, reading th- something about that, and that was supposed to be his his like niche was in the, within the show. Was mm-hmm. he was like the mad scientist guy? Mm-hmm. And after seeing that, uh, reading that, I noticed like, oh yeah, that is true. Like he really is always the guy that makes up, you know, the spy camera or something. <laughs> they. they uh, Find out she's staying at the Rich Swank Hotel. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and, and then he, Davey says he's got to go there to get his jacket. She's got my jacket. And then they jump into this military thing with uh, Mickey. Yeah, with, the, the <laughs> fantasy kind of genre. Yeah. Pastiche. And that's the first time the monkeys jump into that. Yeah. And it kind of lets you know, oh, okay, this isn't just a show just what about a band. What we're in for, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We hit the beach at L700. Just now, L631. And he does the thing with the long stick and he keeps hitting things and the stick keeps getting smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And they were saying in the commentary that comes with the Blu-ray was that was kind of um, uh, inspired by Nesmith because he was in the military. He was in the Air Force or whatever. Yes, yes. And he hadn't worn a uniform since. And they put him <laughs> in this thing. And I guess he crapped about it. PTSD? Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't want to wear it. That, that's a uniform, man. That's my Mike Nesmith. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, it was, uh, that's kind of the first, yeah, monkey's jump into this cartoony mm-hmm, type mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. that they have going for them. And like, it's hard to think about things like that now because it's things like that and like breaking the fourth wall and the on-screen graphics have been done and done and done Yeah, for years now. But it's 1966. Like the credits, they have to mention that the show is in color. Yeah. You know, this is a long time ago. <laughs> the Beatles have been around for two years in America. This yeah. is early in, you know, yeah, it's late, crazy. Yeah. late 20th century culture. And there's a lot of things that they probably did first or close to first. And yeah, like the, the freeze frame with the, the, the words on it and stuff like that mm-hmm. is like crazy. And they also still have the laugh track. <laughs> yeah. Which, I, but this, they get rid of that later, don't they? Yeah, it phases out. It comes and goes for a few episodes, but at the beginning they have a laugh track, mm-hmm. which uh, and, and a boo track. They have a boo track. The one episode only has a boo track. There's no laugh track, <laughs> but people boo the guy, the toy guy. Mm. <laughs> We're getting ahead. Oh but yeah, man, they have the, the boo only track on that episode. <laughs> so, off the monkeys go. They make this. They they plan how to get Davy's jacket back because mm-hmm. right now that's all they think they're doing. She's got my jacket. And this is the introduction of Woolhat, the first Woolhat yes. at the at the hotel they come the, in. The first monkey's ruse. Yes. Like in almost every episode, it's part of what now they succeed is they're tricking people, disguises, fake names, what have you. It's yep. like this trickster hero thing that goes back to Greek mythology. They're not like brute strength, but they're smart. Yeah. And they'll kind of deceive you into getting what they want <laughs> through various means yeah so they get into this hotel mm-hmm. saying he's like uh was it wh wh will hat yeah that's wh will hat the wh will hat who's he you've heard of wool hats haven't you that's him <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy 
and um, yeah, they get the room right next door to the princess's room. Yes, and they're in the the famous gray suits. Yes, each one is slightly different. Yep, and it, they look so good. Yeah, they're great, and they they point that out too in the Blu-ray. Is like the the differences on each. Like Mike has a little Western mm. cowboy. He's to got his. the like eight buttons. Yeah, Davy has like four. Yeah, Peter has two, and Mickey has one. I think so, something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, it's neat because they're in similar gray suits, but they each got their own kind of personal personality to it. Yeah, yeah, and that that's that's another great little thing they do to, to like you know differentiate. Give them each a different colored mask, kind of thing. They do. <laughs> yeah, the Ninja Turtles here, they give them like their little different suits, mm-hmm. so you know what's up. So then Mike tells the maid he has a tip for, or first tells her to, to work hard, play hard, and get plenty of roughage. Someday you'll own this hotel. And then he says, I have a tip for you. I have a tip for you. Oh, thank you. Buy International Steel at 28 and a half. <laughs> and sends her on her way just to allow the monkeys to have the, the room to themselves. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mickey has the, the, they have that listening device in a case, put it up to the wall, each hold a thing to their ear, and they hear Otto and Igor Sigmund with their... Uh, <laughs> Saying that they're they're gonna kill the princess in order so they could take over, because she's by midnight. If she doesn't become the princess, if she lives past midnight, she becomes the queen. And if she dies before of midnight, yes, of harmonica. And that, that tape recorder thing, I th- noticed, like we touched on it with Mickey, but there's a lot of gadgetry and a lot of fun things that people, especially young people, don't have much access to, especially back then. Even when Sigmund is in the bush on the phone with, like, an antenna on it, he's on a mobile phone in 1966. Yep. What the heck? Yeah. It's quite the... Because so there's, like, little glimpses of that where they have something cool, like a cool (laughs) gadgety thing. And there's a lot of that in the monkeys, and I think it's part of the appeal, you know? Yeah. They get to do things and have things in this weird little world that we might not have every day. Exactly, yeah. Especially yeah. in 1966. Yeah, yeah. They're like really like going with probably like the space race and that kind of stuff, mm. spies, that kind of thing. They're yeah. making it, you know, cool for young people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Mickey comes up with this thing and he calls up Otto and they pretend to be throne salesmen. And they say, hey, we're, we have this throne for you. You got to come over and check it out. <laughs> so Davy can go in there and warn the princess that they're trying to kill her. Uh-huh. And they were recording them. They recorded them yes. on their little device. That's a, a very important part. <laughs> I heard it was for a podcast. Yeah, I think it was. They're going to be yeah, monkeying around. That's what they would have called it in 1966. <laughs> They're so far ahead of the curve. Yeah, exactly. On their reel-to-reel. We need to have a little mini reel-to-reel like that, though. For real. Like, is that... Mm, too real. <laughs> too real. <laughs> Far too real. <laughs> but is it like, was that things kids had? Like tape recording, real to Or was it that it way because have. that's what you think? Like, I think you could get Winnie the Pooh or whatever on real to real. Like, like um, I think back then you can get Disney real to reels and have like a little at home real to real player because that's how the tape listening was done as opposed to your vinyl cylinders and records. <laughs> Like, I wonder when, like, ta- like, cassettes became more commonplace. Like, I was thinking of them, like, in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it was probably late 70s when time, right? people started figuring out that 8-tracks weren't that fun. 8-tracks, <laughs> yeah, it's the, the big the misstep. <laughs> but anyway. Um, 
So Davy goes, finds the princess, mm. tries to play the tape for her. It's uh, sped up. It's slowed down. He can't get it to work. And, uh, and that's when David Jones invented dubstep. Yeah. <laughs> and so the boys have to stall with Otto until Davy can get it to work, and she can finally hear the hear the uh, the plot. Yes. And so they're they're and this is one of the first like monkeys things like where they turn this regular chair into a throne. You know what I mean? You yeah. see them with saws and they're doing whatever they're yeah. doing. Oh, and Mickey's doing his salesman character into the telling the what you got to come over here and looks at the guys. We got a throne and like I was like, well, shit, we got to get a throne going. Yeah. <laughs> and boom, like there's a throne. The monk being in the monkeys in the television show would have been like. Non-stop shenanigans. <laughs> like, they're always doing something fun. So anyway, Davies, when he, she, he tells her the plot, he says we should call the police. And she's like, oh, he has dip, diplomatic immunity. And until mm -hmm. midnight when she becomes queen, he's, he's in control. He's yes. running the show here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, it becomes like, okay, we just got to get her to midnight. What can we, how can we keep her busy, essentially, as the monkeys? <laughs> Ew. Didn't mean it like that. That was weird. Hey, now. <laughs> hey, now. But let's be honest. Davy Jones in 1966. <laughs> forget about it. Like, think about being Davy Jones from 66 to 70. Oh, my God. Like, come on. He, it's a tough gig. It is. It is. That little dude at the time of his life. <laughs> no doubt. He's trying to be a jockey, too, so he's flexible. Um, so Davy... And the princess, they hide in the linen closet mm -hmm. while the boys mm -hmm. stall. Otto and Igor or um, Stedman. No, not Stedman. S Sigmund. Stedman. <laughs> you know, Oprah's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's trying to kill a princess in 66. <laughs> so then uh, they all sneak away. And this is one of the things. Peter steals the towel. They yep. do the freeze frame. Everybody does mm -hmm. it. And that's, was that the first? That might have been the first freeze frame of the series. Like you mean with the, the text on with it? With the text and everything. I think that might have been it. Yeah, because I think after this... There's a few of them. Mickey Sometimes has an idea. a light bulb and... Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I can't think with this light bulb over my head. Mm. And they get rid of that. And just that kind of thing. Breaking down that kind of wall as well. Like using things that have been done before, but calling attention to them mm -hmm. was kind of a thing. And of course, this is like a Davy episode. At what point should we establish that you and I aren't exactly Davy people? Yeah, we could definitely start there. Like, I like Davy in the show, and yes. I like Davy Jones, but yes. the Davy songs on the records were not my favorite songs on the records. Rarely. Like, sometimes they're decent. Yeah, they have their moments. Like, hey, look out, here comes tomorrow. One of my favorite songs. It's a good one. Amazing. It's excellent. And um, Love to Love. Yes, right? yes. It's on the new record on Good Finally, Times, yes. right? It yeah. was also on the Green Peter disc from the old box set. Yeah, because when I heard Good Times and that song came on, I yeah. did like kind of like a, wait, but it, how do I know what's going on here? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yes. Yeah, the Green Peter disc was probably this most solid disc of the box set. Yellow if, one's pretty good, too. Yeah, the, the Mickey, Mickey disc. The Mickey Peter, well. like the, the Davy Mike bread, it's tasty, <laughs> but... You didn't. That's not why you bought the sandwich. Not as good as the Peter and Mickey meat and cheese. Yeah. In the middle. Yeah, exactly. Delicious. It really is. And if you, I'm, I'm assuming, people here listening to this, mm. if anyone is listening to this, <laughs> uh, would be might know the box set. And if not, it goes in chronological order essentially. Yeah. 
to and show that them. was our main gateway into the larger monkey world. One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We can. We'll get into that maybe after a little synopsis here. So, after Peter steals a towel, Otto <laughs> and his boy they realize, and so they go after them. And so, of course, when you're on the run for your life. You're going to go for a walk with Davy Jones on the beach, mm-hmm. right by the hotel you're staying at. That's what you do. Yeah. He's trying to kill you. He's staying in this hotel. Let's walk in front of it together. And then she's... Different times, man. Different times. <laughs> it really was. And then she tells Davy that he should come to her Monica with her. He says he has to stay there for the guys and their music, yes. which is the other mention of a band. Oh, yes. Okay. So that's the only other time. What I have to do is hear with the guys and our music. I see. Because he mentioned <laughs> to remind the, the audience. Yeah, this isn't the <laughs> these guys don't run a bakery or something. <laughs> yeah, they don't work in a hotel. They don't make wool hats. <laughs> like, oh, this is a story about the wool hat guy. If you just showed up halfway in, you know those throne makers slash princess rescuers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you didn't know what the monkeys were at all, uh-huh. they mentioned bands, but also mentioned a million. Are they in the military? Are you know? Uh-huh. Does he make wool hats? Are, are do they make thrones? <laughs> They mention a band, you never see it. You'd have no idea yeah. what this show is about. But the show itself, the episode itself, kind of pulls itself along on its own momentum. Oh, definitely. And the guys are the guys. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's the right choice for the first episode. Yeah, it is. It, it establishes who they are. It's almost like they had to do that before the band, because if they went in a band-heavy episode, it'd be mm, these four true. dudes singing, like, oh, okay, but what are they like? It's like, this one's like, here's what they're like. And kind of, <laughs> Peter's a thief. Hell <laughs> <laughs> a thief. Counterculture, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sticking it to the them fat cats in the hotel industry. <laughs> yeah. And so that it ends with Davy telling her she has to go back because she's going to be the queen, mm. and he can't go with her, essentially. But this leads to the first ever monkey's romp mm. with uh, this just doesn't seem to be my day. Yes. Which is essentially just them running around. Peter's digging that hole mm-hmm. with the signs. I like the, funny the whole signs. signs. Yeah, yes. that's, that's the, the, the staples in that paper. Like it keeps <laughs> the one thing kind of going. And then Mickey, it's Davy and the princess kind of, you know, being in love. And then yeah. it's Igor chasing Mickey. Uh-huh. But only Mickey. <laughs> the, Peter's digging a hole. Mickey's running from Igor. They also do that thing where, like, Davy picks her up over his head, and then Igor picks Mickey up over his <laughs> yes, head. Yes. And they run, like, in the tube. Mickey runs in, and Igor runs out. In just, like, silly it's 60s very silly. nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, that's one thing rewatching the Monkeys episodes is the amount of, like, zaniness. Mm. To the episode is, is is surprising, more so than. I I think when I thought because we watched them in high school essentially. Yes. That's when I got into them. So I think when you got into them, mm-hmm. I watched them when I was a, a kid as well at my grandma's house in the morning, but then I didn't know anything. <laughs> but uh, I I feel like I thought they were were more of like an episode. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there is there is a running theme but through them, but it's everything goes crazy the whole time. Yes. And I, I kind of forgot about that. So watching these again, it was just like, oh, my God. Like, to be someone's dad who fought in World War II and you turn on the TV and your kid is watching this, it'd be like, what is going on here? Yeah. It'd be like probably a parent now, like turning on like ridiculousness or something. 
Mm. And you're just like, what? What are you watching? I don't understand. It's true. And the kid's like, yeah, you don't get it, man. But anyway, <laughs> so monkey romp. Mike isn't in the romp that I that I could see. Oh wait, this the sword fight one? No, oh. this is the beach one. Oh, okay. Peter's digging the hole. Mickey's running from Igor. That segment. But uh, no. I think Mike is in it. It's a three-monkey romp. The first instance of Mike just kind of staying home. Maybe he just punched a hole in the wall. <laughs> Left that <laughs> good, good day. Like, well, you can't go on the beach. You have a cast on your hand. Oh, man. But, yeah. I mean. They're like, that could have been your romp, motherfucker. <laughs> we see Mike's beach attire in a later episode. Yeah. And it's the double denim. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Canadian tuxedo yeah, on the ain't beach. Going on that beach. I'm, we- I'm wearing a wool hat. <laughs> I'm wearing a wool hat on a beach. <laughs> so that's the end of the romp. And then Igor finds out where Davy and the princess are at the monkey pad. And that's when he calls Otto with the, the cellular phone yeah. or whatever it is. Innovative. Innovative. And he gets the wrong number at first. <laughs> and they start giving each other different. Uh, Klondike 5. Yeah. It's the prefix, the 555. Yeah. But in old-timey phone talk, Yeah, I mean, this is how old this time is, and he's got a mobile phone. Yeah. The old Klondike is... 5. What number is this, please? Klondike 58618. Ooh. <laughs> I must have that wrong number. Sorry. Harmonica is almost like uh, Wakanda. They're just like ahead of everyone else. No one knows yeah, that they might exist. Be it. That might be it. They got a vibranium. Yeah. The harmonica. Yeah. Yep, for sure. That's what I think it was like. And so he, he, he gives the code. The guy gives it back. Then they realize they're both spies who called the wrong number. Mm-hmm. And that voice is James Frawley, who's the, the director of this oh, episode. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, Igor, whatever his name is, gets the right number, calls Otto. <laughs> Tells them where they are. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so the, then here's more monkeys' zaniness. They set up the safe on a rope over the X. Yes. And they're going to have them come yes. in and hit them with the safe. <laughs> Which, if you really did that, you'd squish them and kill them. <laughs> it would be a problem. I mean, the monkey pad would be disgusting. I mean, it's not a Wile E. Coyote cartoon. No. But they're treating it like it. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just fun. And it's something everyone instantly knows what's going on. Yes. It's like, oh, I get it. There's necks on the floor. It's safe in the air, hung up with rope. Mm-hmm. And so Igor and Otto are coming in, but Peter can't get the rope cut in time. So he's got to throw the knife down, and they all just stand there. And then Otto tells that the princess has to go to the ball with him. And so that's, the, that's the question. Is he going to take her and just rub her out, I guess? <laughs> I've... Oh, it's established at one point how they're going to do it, but I don't remember. Oh, is it the punch? Mm, is it maybe? the punch? And then... See, I... No, that's I, a different episode. <laughs> we both watched this episode like five times in the last week. <laughs> yeah. You can't remember the old... They all kind of... What the plot hinges on. I just remember Pete saves the day by calling the operator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't remember how exactly he was... Otto planned on rubbing her out at yeah. this event. It must strange. have been or something because he has the he has Igor watch the boy so they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Or Stedman. What is his name? Sigmund? <laughs> Sig- Sigmund. Sigmund? 
Sigmund. I believe it's Sigmund. Okay, Sigmund. Yes. Let's call him Sigmund, if I can ever remember that. I get it mixed up because I have too many stupid spy names in my head. So anyway, he's got to watch the boys. And then the boys like jumping up and down and doing all this stuff to get the rope to break. Which I heard was an improv on the on the thing. Oh, the, the yeah, the jumping and the yeah. dancing, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then uh, so then they start reading him a story because it's taking so long, and they so distract him, they tie him up, mm-hmm. and then he rips out of the the ropes instantly and just wants the story essentially. Yes, shows how dumb. Like he's the rock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then because of that, the. Uh, this, the thing falls on his head. Yes. And he gets knocked unconscious. Briefly. Yeah, very briefly. Just like it would have happened in real life. Just like The Rock. If it was The Rock, <laughs> he'd push the torpedo out of the way, get hit with the, in the head with a safe. Exactly. And then tear apart Don't spoil, don't spoil Hobbs and Shaw for yeah. everybody yeah, here. It's, it's Rampage 2. Because <laughs> he has to beat up some monkeys. <laughs> so anyway, they get... they. Uh, Get to the inauguration ball or whatever it is. <laughs> not quite sure the nature of this event. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's, is it there? See, that's the thing. Is it there for her to become queen or there to be like, hey, you're queen now? But he's also going <laughs> to kill her so she can't be queen? I don't think Otto has thought this out. I think, I'm not sure. I think once the. Uh, this is a feature of the podcast where we order pizza, watch the episode again, <laughs> and then we correct the stuff we talked shit about for the last. <laughs> 30 minutes or however long. I think this is just an in general question because I think once the flotation device didn't work, Otto was out of, of <laughs> no ideas. ideas. That was it for him. He was like, this is all in right here. This is it. <laughs> and then Davey saved her and he's like, well, great. About this little bastard. She's got my jacket. So the boys show up, try to save the princess. Otto grabs her, tries to escape, but Davey stops him. Mm-hmm. Mickey throws him a sword. Then boom, we're into the next monkey's romp, and they're in like the full regalia, like Davy and Otto. Yeah, the third fighting deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is to uh, take a giant step. Mm-hmm. That song, mm-hmm. and then they uh, they have a sword fight, and there's the the weirdest thing of this, or a few weird things in the monkey's romp, where they cut to they throw someone into a building, and then they cut to like the uh, stock footage of a building falling yes. down and stuff, and doing that kind of thing. I think is really yes. It's really cool. Mix it in the stock footage is neat. Yeah. Idea. And it's just like, probably just the guys. I mean, not Mickey, Davy, Peter, and Mike, but the guys and Bob and <laughs> James, just using the resources available to them. Yeah, exactly. Making a TV show for NBC, they have access to all the stock footage. Yeah. What can we do with it? Well, let's see what we got and let's see where we can put it. Yeah. And I know yeah. uh, James was saying too, or maybe it's Bob was saying, they tried to get people who weren't in the industry at all because mm-hmm. they didn't know what they could and couldn't do. Yeah. And that's like Frawley said. The first thing James Frawley ever directed was this episode, mm-hmm. ever in his life. It's exciting. And to have that kind of freedom and that kind of, like, it'd be crazy. It'd be wild. It'd be crazy. So they do the thing. Oh, and the one thing that's weird is the people feeding each other food. Yeah, yeah. And then they eat the plate. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's so out there and crazy. And it, uh, yeah, the part I liked was uh, they cut to Mickey and Mike kind of standing on the stage watching it. Then they cut some action. They cut to Mickey and Mike again, and Mickey's doing a little punch dance. Like I can't explain exactly what he does, but you just have to see it, and it's cute, and I like it a lot. Nice. 
there is things like that, like weird little cuts to things yeah. that just stick with you. Yeah, so definitely, the romp ends. Otto knocks the sword out of Davy's hand, and just as he's about to kill Davy, Peter holds up the phone with the operator saying that it is now midnight, mm -hmm. meaning she's queen, so the princess is now queen, and she says, arrest this man as your queen. Yeah. And takes him away, saves the day. Peter coming through. Peter did all right. Yeah. He was on the same phone that Sigmund was on, it looked like. It didn't have the antenna on it. Maybe <laughs> they shot that early or something, but I'm pretty sure. It was Maybe he had the new model. Phone. <laughs> the new model. Yeah, now without an antenna. At least Peter remembered the phone number. Yeah. <laughs> so now I go, we come back, back at the hotel. Maid comes back in the room, mm -hmm. and she now owns the hotel. I own this hotel. Followed your advice. <laughs> Work hard, play hard, get plenty of roughage in your diet. No, bought International Steel at 28 and a half. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. That's how the episode ends, with mm -hmm. her doing that. And then it cuts to the behind-the-scenes interviews with the guys. Hey, guys, we're 90 seconds short. Yes, that's cool that they did that in the very first one. Yeah. And I, really, I, I really like when they do these things with the boys and you and, see them, like, hanging out. Yeah, and I don't know if this is the only one with them in the monkey yeah, the classic, shirts. Yeah. Because I, I think of those post-episode interviews are always in, like, the denim. Yeah, and, uh, they're civvies. Uh, they're, they're the civvies. Yeah. <laughs> But this one is them, there you are, you know, the monkeys. Yeah. It's kind of neat to see. It's a really cool moment. It's something that, because when we watched them on TV when you're younger, we watched them on Much Music in Canada <laughs> yes. after school. And uh, uh, you had no idea the order of what was going on. Like, did they put them in the right order? Did they not? How did mm -hmm. it work? Or when did it even start? Because there's not like a, a start episode. Do you know what True. I mean? Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. Introducing them. So I always thought that the auditions, the Mike and Davey auditions mm -hmm. were at the end of the first episode. So mm -hmm. when this popped up, it was more like, oh, pretty cool. Like, I think they might be at the end of the pilot episode. Maybe. Like when, that, the, when pilot comes up like 10th in the season or whatever. Oh, I think, okay. I think they do the thing where Mickey and Peter are there and Mickey explains, here's <laughs> Mike and Davey screen test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I'm with pretty the, sure it's at the end of the pilot. Okay. So they don't open with the pilot. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then once you see the pilot, you kind of see it. They're they're very stiff and weird, and it's yeah. Has this the other I want to be free and a like lot of time one. with the grown ups, huh? And uh, yeah, it's sometimes you'll you'll find that in an episode the less the monkeys are in it, the more kind of you know they're professional actors and everything, but it kind of like you're waiting for the monkeys to get back on the screen. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, yeah, so then that's the whole episode, and so. I'll go, like, some overall thoughts or whatever. We kind of hit, like, they just jump right into this. Like, yes. there's no warming you up. Mm -hmm. They throw you in. And the only time you see them playing music is during the opening credits. Yes. Which is a... <laughs> yes, in this particular episode, yeah. And it's 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 fun to see them actually do the the rock and roll thing. And it's fun to watch them play. And... Uh, as a personal note, it was like watching them play was how I learned to play guitar because we didn't have the internet back then, didn't have YouTube videos, but you could see Mike's actually playing chords and you could kind of pick up on it. Uh, so like I noticed, I believe that this is kind of a, a prototypical monkeys episode where they get the formula kind of right. All the ingredients are there. They kind of got the recipe going, but there is not much actual monkey band stuff. And yep. that's, you know, my favorite part is 
typically the music stuff. Yeah. But getting to know these episodes again has been a lot of fun. Definitely. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, one thing they also do is, like I met, mentioned too, in the, the theme song, mm-hmm. if you just listen to that, that kind of catches <laughs> you up. Kind of, yes. <laughs> it's like everything about it is explaining who they are as a band, what they're doing, boom. And then they can jump back into this weird spy television mm-hmm. show and you you know it's about a band. Yes. In the end, the final credits, not the shot like their four heads, but when it goes through the bunch of pictures of each of them. Yes. I like hate those pictures. I hate them. The, the, the Mickey <laughs> one where his hair is pulled right to his eyes and he's wearing that hat on his head. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know why. I have like a physical repulsion. I have nightmares. I don't know what it is. I'm just like, I freaking hate these stupid pictures the only good thing they use the best <laughs> ones for the the four faces which were the four yes. cds yes. in the box set True. So that's, but for me whenever it ends and it might like you said it might just be because the monkeys was over and i was always sad about it so. it's, it's a bummer feeling when the monkeys that episode would be done it was time for blue spotlight yeah what's the highlight of the show for you obviously i enjoyed the little Mon- mickey dolan's punch dance however i really like uh the ruse with the suits and mike being Mike and kind of <laughs> laying it out there in his Texas draw. And it's just, just he's, a, he's my favorite dude in the band. Yeah, might as well. For sure. Mickey's the excellent singer of the group. But Mike's my favorite dude. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> as, a, as a side note, let's just get into this first episode. How do they rank for you? How do your monkeys go? Oh, and are we going like in general, like hanging out wise or musically or like? It's probably pretty close in both situations because mm-hmm. they all seem pretty cool, but it would go Mike, Mickey, Peter, then Davey. Yeah, see, I might go, I might switch Mickey and Peter. Peter might be my second because I really, but. Peter does seem pretty chill, but. I don't yeah. know. Mickey seems like he's fun to hang out with. Definitely. I don't <laughs> I wouldn't dislike hanging out with any of them, probably. Agreed. I think with Mike I'd feel awkward. Mike, <laughs> That's possible. That's Mike feels like possible. a very uh, um I don't know, his own man kind of thing. You know yeah, what I mean? Kind of standoffish, maybe. Slow to trust. Yes. And uh yeah, not as outgoing as some of the other boys might be. Yeah. For sure. And that's why when we went and saw the Mike and Mickey show, mm-hmm. or the Mickey and Mike show. I'm yes. not sure how I think it's Mickey and Mike. And uh, but either way, we saw that last year in Toronto. Oh yeah, and that was amazing. Just seeing Mike Nesmith with my own two eyes was, was, was kind a trip. of mind-boggling. To be in a room with the same air, yeah, Mike Nesmith. Like at this point, I've seen Mickey four or five times. You've seen him once. Before? I think just the once time. Yeah, yeah, the one time. Okay. The once time. But yeah, <laughs> like being able to see Mike seemed like such an impossible thing. Yeah. And then suddenly there, there he is. And. For his voice to be as good as it was, mm-hmm. it was it was amazing. And like yes. Mickey is still awesome. His voice is still Mickey. Yeah. But to hear Mike, because he had no idea. He had no idea what was going on. Like, was he not touring because his voice wasn't up to it, this and that. But when he blasted it out, it sounded like Mike Nesmith. And that yeah. was the best part. Like, Mickey sounds great still. Yeah. Because it's his job and it's what he does all the time. Mike yeah. was able to kind of walk away from the touring and the singing all the time. Mm-hmm. But he still got it. In a big way, too. Yes. And he actually seemed happy, too. Like, he I was really like he was worried. A good time. I went into that show a bit nervous. Like, is he just going to kind of be doing the motions and just kind of be <laughs> there? But he seemed genuinely happy. Yeah, for sure. Which was fantastic. But anyway, we, uh, we digress. <laughs> so, yeah, I think my favorite part of the episode, or my highlight, 
So I think my highlight of the episode, it's kind of weird because it's not, doesn't really have anything to do with the monkeys, actually. It's the part with those people feeding each other and <laughs> eating the plate because that sets the, the, the tone, like the... Establishes your notorious food fetish. I understand. Yeah, exactly. But it, it hits you with like this. This show is going to be like this. Do you know what I mean? Like for sixty six, yes. like this is what we're getting into yes. now. This isn't for your parents. <laughs> this is for you. We're going to have people feeding each other. Cut back to them, and they're going to be eating the plates. <laughs> and this is the first episode. Mm -hmm. What guys are sword fighting? Yes. You know what I mean. So that that's what I liked about it. But my second thing I really liked was the opening. With all the boys. Like Mike saying, we didn't get a gig in a month. Peter's saying, oh, I thought it was four weeks. That is true. Like the four of them, the first time together, is kind of like, okay, here yeah. we go. In like 30 seconds, we learn about the guys, and it lays out the stakes of the episode. Yeah. And that's efficient. Yeah, exactly. So classic monkeys moment. I have two things. The safe falling on the bodyguard's head <laughs> and them escaping like that. It's totally like a cardboard safe you know what i mean yes. like it looks that way yes yes or making the throne for auto the throne the fast motion yeah romping to do yeah like when we started doing this i started uh clocking out the romp time like so oh. i want to see what percentage of the time they're in fast motion <laughs> so it compares to the rest of our lives you know yeah, yeah. but um that's very cumbersome to do that by the way <laughs> but um but I like the fast motion monkey stuff because that's like iconically monkeys when they do the fast motion yeah. stuff's going on. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I mean, the shirts are the monkeys. The suits mm -hmm. in their own way are the monkeys because they'll do some songs in later episodes wearing those suits. Yeah. And it's it's fun that they have those suits around just to, to mess with people or go to job interviews or... <laughs> Whatever, but that's part of the whole appeal. Not the style, the image. Yeah. Is what we're, yeah. Because yeah. they're not just the monkeys with the shirts. They have like various sets of things. And they add more to it later on. Yeah. They add more to their image. Different layers and different situations. Mm -hmm. And right away, they're kind of establishing that here in this first episode. Yeah, I agree. For best musical moment, is it really just one or two of the romps? I think the take a, take a giant step with the sword fight romp is better than the on the beach romp. <laughs> with, um, what played? What was that first romp? Oh, this just doesn't seem to be my day. Yeah. That song I feel is kind of schmish. <laughs> kind of schmish. <laughs> it is. That's going to come up a lot when we're describing the works of David Jones. <laughs> um, even just listening to that first Monkeys album. Where the first side mostly kind of alternates between Mickey Davy, Mickey Davy. Yeah. And Davy can't compete with Mickey Dolenz, I'm sorry. I know a lot of people love Davy, but the songs are just not always as, they don't just seem as neat as the uh, the songs the other guys get to sing. But uh, this does, doesn't seem to be my day. It does have that fuzzy guitar sound. It does, yeah. And that mild psychedelic effect. That seems kind of um, be the monkey's kind of trademark. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of grew into it. Yeah. Over the, over the records. And uh, Take a Giant Step is neat because it's the first B-side. Mm -hmm. And it's just a great song. It is. It's a really great song. They have some, like, did you know stuff 
But if you have anything else to throw in before we... I think we're kind of... Like, they do break the fourth wall when... I think, a, I think Mike turns to the camera at one point and says, he's fast. Yeah. Oh, Mickey. Mickey does? Yeah, it's when they... It's right before the safe falls on his head. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's like a jump cut. Like, they hold their uh-huh. position, and he jumps in front of them. Yeah. Like, I think that's the first... Maybe the only time this episode someone turns to the camera. It won't be the last. Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, you kind of you kind of think, how often was that happening on network TV yeah, back then? Yeah, I don't really Probably think. Probably not a ton. No, not really. At least according, yeah, to the people talking about it. Yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so with this one, too, this was Davy Jones's favorite episode. Hmm. And he said his second favorite was the Frodo's Caper. Huh. So it's the first wow. and the last are the Goodness two gracious. Davy Joneses. Because you got to think, like, for these dudes, this would have been such a great time. Yes. Like, this, this it been unreal. Unreal. Yeah. Especially for Davy Jones. Like, I can see how Mike and maybe Peter had issues because they were musicians uh-huh. and kind of got the sellout thing and whatever else came on them. Yeah. But, like, for Mickey and Davy, it was like this was an acting gig that exploded. Yeah. essentially set their entire lives in a direction. Because they're yeah. the two that never really pushed against the monkeys again. <laughs> True. Right? So, but, yeah, I, I always think about, yeah, what it would have been like for them. Especially just how fast it all happened. Yeah. Yeah. And now, like, think of, like, grade nine and a half of grade ten. <laughs> that's yeah. a year and a half, and that's about how long they shot the monkeys for, and it seems mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah. Because it's because we've been, you know, listening to and thinking about and reading about the monkeys for a long time now, and it feels like this long stretch back then where they did all this stuff, but it was, like, really not that long a time. No. And it's kind of hard to get perspective on that. It really is. Yeah, it would be, like... Before P- Peter left in what, 1970, I think? 69, 69 70? 69. He left right after uh, 33 and a third. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. Yeah, that was 69. Yeah. His head came out in 68. Yeah, the, it was after the show. Yeah. So it'd be like something premiered in September 2016. Yeah. And now it's done. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's strange. Um, one thing they, uh, James Frawley, the director, was saying is they did like three months of improv classes with the mm-hmm. boys before they did mm-hmm. anything to kind of give them this this idea. Because yeah. the scripts were probably pretty loose, I would assume. Probably. I think they kind of had a point A and a point B for each scene. Yeah. And just as long as they got to the point of the scene, they could kind of had free reign. Yeah. And the improv, once Frawley mentioned that, and you think about how... They each kind of have go-to characters and voices, mostly during their ruses. Like yep. Mickey's got his fast-talking salesman voice, mm-hmm. and uh, and his, his "you dirty rat" his Cagney voice yeah. Yeah. goes to from time to time. <laughs> you might notice. <laughs> yeah, but you can definitely tell that they've been working together with the comedy and the. Mm-hmm. The reactions yeah. and like yeah it, it helped to sell them as friends for sure right because they were like they i think they're always like we'd never be in a band together we'd probably yeah. never be friends if we were just people but yeah because of who they were and how they got put together they were yeah and, it, and like if this was a modern tv show they would have had an episode where you they'd say hey remember when uh we met at the troubadour peter and like, yeah but the, the monkeys never got around to doing that, or no one ever thought of that. No one ever thought about doing that until uh, Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah. You know, like there's the, then there was the origin story craze where we got to find out where everybody was yeah. born and became whatever. 
Yeah. And they never did that for for the monkeys. Wouldn't it be wild to like what would what would that episode be like? Maybe we'll find out. Maybe. On, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it's also to go back to that. Years ago it was a totally different thing, but it makes sense in the monkeys cartooniness. Mm-hmm. I bought the Flintstones first season on DVD, right? Yeah. Years and years and years ago. Wow. And I was so like, oh my God, we see the first episode, like how this, like how they introduce them, how they do it. And it's nothing. It's, it's just, just, just Fred's working at the gravel pit. He's got his fucking yeah. dick cut, the bowling ball <laughs> thing or something. It just opens up like this, like boom, here it is. You'll figure it out. It's not that tricky. I was like, oh, okay. Hey, Fred, so we got a light of the wife's. Yeah. <laughs> well, Barn, <laughs> yes, we do. That's every episode of the goddamn Flintstones. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was, it's crazy. I guess that's how they did it in the 60s. Just jump right in, people. Yep. It's not too deep concept. <laughs> a couple other little things here. Um, they said that they wanted to get everybody who didn't really work in the industry like, they didn't want experienced people working on this show, yeah. except a camera operator, because mm-hmm. they needed to work so fast. They said they did about 60 setups a day, Ooh. and a regular show was like 15 to 20. Uh-huh. He's like, so we'd go in there, one take, yeah, good enough, next one, let's go, boom, 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 because they had so many like romps and so much weird cutaways to things and all that kind of stuff that they had to just keep moving That's all day long. Yeah, with your... Uh Film and television background, I'm sure you can kind of appreciate the <laughs> amount of work. And Especially if you're shooting on film. It's a totally yeah. different deal, like uh-huh. completely. Yeah, it and would have been just insane. The amount of work involved, just even just, just behind the scenes there, just to make it all happen and see what we see. Yeah. And it's like for that kind of stuff, you needed people who didn't know any better. (laughs) This is what it's like. You work all day long. Just shut up. We got to keep going. Like, oh, that's how it is. Let's do this. I'm 21. Yahoo. It's like a 35-year-old guy is like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) No way. And uh, yeah. And I guess at the end of the episode, the first time they cut it, they were seven minutes over. And they went back and sped everything up. And that's where the fast stuff came. Wow. And then they were 90 seconds under. And James was like, shoot something else. I'm not redoing this again. Because he had to edit it on the film and everything. So that's kind of neat. So like the the high-speed romping and the the post-show interview type stuff was born out of necessity. And both became important parts of the monkey formula. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy! Oh, yeah, like let's just speed it up. <laughs> like, how are we gonna cut this? We gotta speed it up, and that's how they did it. So yeah, and there you go. Stuff to pull off live. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. So I don't know. Do you have anything else to add here for Royal Flush? I think we're good on the episode. That Fantastic. was a lot of fun. I didn't think we uh, the deep dive into that episode. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I hope yeah. uh, it was as fun to other people as it was to us. They, if not, we'll have to speed everything up. Yes. <laughs> Do it behind the scenes. It could, could be the key to the whole operation. Yeah, our whole thing is our whole podcast up. is forty-five seconds long. You got to hear it. Yeah, just for like not even a minute. We should try to figure out how to do an audio monkey's romp. <laughs> and in the middle, we just need to do something. People know we're romping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from Paco here. And from Jeff. Thank you for checking out Podcast Valley Sunday. There will be another one every week as we get through every single episode of this two-season monkey extravaganza. So thank you for listening, and we'll be back in a week. A week? I thought it was seven days. 
Hey, Monkeys fans, if you like what you're hearing, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They're all at Podcast Valley Sunday. We'd love to hear from you. Also on our Facebook group, we'll be updating the countdown every week, so you can keep up to date with that. And if you can rate us, please rate us, but be nice. We're thin-skinned.